Hey, welcome back, everybody, to your corner store. I'm your host, Tyler Lichtenstein, or you can call me Tyler, T. Lich, Ty Ty, whichever you really prefer. But here on the show, um, I pick a guest, we sit down together, we shoot the shit, and we see what comes out. But today I have with me today Matt Verini. He's a hell of a guy. I sat down with him. We talked about our quarantine woes, uh, what it's what life has been like in the past for us, and how we've taken quarantine to you know, improve ourselves and where we can go from here and what comes next. So I hope you guys enjoy the show. Cool. And we're live. We are live. Yes. Nice. Welcome, Matt. Hey. What's up, brother? Um, this is it. Episode number two, uh, season two. It's so nice to be here. So. Happy to be here. Right. Are you used to mics? Having, having mics around? You're a guitar player. I know you that. Yeah. Honestly, it's just an iPhone. So uh, it's never a mic. So this is a different experience for me. I know you were telling me you, were, you wanted to get something set up like this. Yeah, it would be cool, man. Uh it's not always the best sound going off an iPhone, so uh, you know, one day. This doesn't seem like a you know pretty pretty expensive setup. It seems pretty neat, you know, pretty good. Yeah, it doesn't have to be, dude. It's crazy you say that because I really wanted to go like balls to the wall. Yeah. Just to get some, but I don't. I mean, why? When I could just get something like really good. I mean, hey man, if you're gonna do this and have fun with it, might as well not kill yourself over it. Yeah, right? I know. This, I mean, if you're wondering for those who are listening, it's. Like maybe a three hundred dollars setup. That's not bad. Looks yeah. really nice, man. I appreciate it. So <laughs> <laughs> you were just telling me you got a new couch too. What's it like? I uh, we need a couch bad here at the man. at the house. Dude, I was in the beginning of quarantine, I was in a room. Okay, so first off, I went to California, right? Come back, I lost my room. I was there, get a phone call from my dad. Hey, your sister's taking the room. You're not home, so she's just taking your room from you. And I was like, come oh, on, man. No. <laughs> I was like, what, what? so what does that mean? I'm coming home, I don't have, like, I don't have anywhere to sleep. That's He's crazy. Like, your sister's body, that shit. She's, yeah. It's my room now. You fucking thought. <laughs> so, so I come home. I'm the favorite now. Yeah. And it's like, it's a nice room, man. It's like nice and in the corner. It's kind of like my own setup away from everybody. I come home. My sister has the setup. I don't have anything. So... After a little while, she moved out, <clears throat> and I uh, I put a couch in there because there was nothing in there, and I was like, all right, we're in quarantine. I'm going to be chilling in this room for a while, and it was the worst couch, dude. Throughout my back, I ended up just sleeping on the floor for like the first three weeks in quarantine, ordered a couch, and then, uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been nice, man. My back's feeling a little better. <laughs> Definitely running a little bit straighter when I run. Oh, my God. <laughs> My back's been bothering me too after some of this yoga. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah, yoga is a lot more strenuous than you would think. Dude, I've done yoga. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I mean, okay, coming from I my experience, then, but holy fuck. I think it's different though. I never really did uh, yoga in a regular temperature room. I've only done hot yoga, so I know the yoga where it's like you walk out of the room and your body is just elastic, like you could stretch any distance you you put things in places that you never thought you put places and things you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, 
<laughs> it's pretty funny when you walk out of that place. You feel like a whole different person, and then by nighttime, you're like, okay, I'm back to normal. Yeah, and your body's sore as hell and even tighter than it was before, and you're like, God damn it. That's why I have to keep doing it, honestly. If I don't keep doing it, I'm going to become so stiff as if I'd, I'd never done yoga in the first place. So, yeah, health-wise... Dude, I, I remember thinking one summer, I was, I was playing soccer with a bunch of my friends in the men's league, and they were like, you know, if we're going to be playing soccer all, all summer long, we got to be we got to be taking yoga classes, we got to be fixing our bodies, making sure we're good. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't know, man. And then on top of it, not just regular yoga, but they're like, let's do hot yoga. Hot yoga? So With a bunch of dudes? You're like, let's do it. Dude, some of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. <laughs> In that place. I mean, definitely dudes. Definitely dudes there. But there's some beautiful women out there that do yoga. It's pretty incredible. Um, but yeah, man. So I go in there and I remember I only brought a mat and I didn't bring a towel. Hot yoga, you need a towel. Dude, I go in there with just a mat. I start sweating like you would not believe in this like 110 degree room. Oh my God. And bro, I'm slipping everywhere did they give you a towel did you ask for a towel after a while when i was busting ass for a little while dude they started handing me like multiple <laughs> towels for my mat it was mad funny oh my god i was falling everywhere until they gave me that towel <laughs> and uh i remember i was telling you earlier you know you gotta fill a water bottle with ice so that it turns to cold water mm-hmm. when you're in the place i just brought a regular water bottle with pretty decent cold water so that it was like lava. It was like lukewarm. It was like boiling hot by the time I went to go drink it. Like it was sitting on the so patio on a summer's day. first yoga session without a towel until about 30 minutes in and no good water. And I was, I was cooked <laughs> after that session. Yeah, man. So I have that problem here. My, my feet sweat more. And then I'd be slipping off the mat all the time. So maybe I should start using a towel. It's a good recommendation. <laughs> when they gave me the towel, I'll tell you one thing. I was not mad about it. If anything, it made it a lot better. I'll tell you what. I noticed one thing this morning when I did yoga by myself. It was definitely it's different than doing it with a group of people. Because from the like, I had only done it with Jamoki and Alex, mm-hmm. and then I did it by myself, and I was like, damn, I can push myself a little bit more when I'm with them than if I was by myself for sure. Oh yeah, because you're like. Yo, I'm doing yoga. I'm not gonna look like a hell yeah. Might as well get the most out of my stretch. Shit, <laughs> putting your shoulders up and freaking stretching. Downward dog. Yeah, let's get it. Out. Oh man, it's so good though. My my right hip's always messed up though. I blame it on the car accident. So yeah, I was in a car accident too. <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> when was your car accident? Mine. So I've I've had a couple, but like I refer to one specifically because it was really bad. I got uh, hit by a drunk driver. And uh, it was around the time when I was like 19 or 20. Like I said, I was bartending. So I was coming out of work and uh, I was dropping my boss off because he lived somewhere, I think, in Massapequa this happened, I believe. And, uh, dude, my whole car flipped. And I had to, like, crawl out of my car. My doors were busted. I had to, like, these out. My dad got there and my car is just flipped upside down on somebody's front lawn. And the cops, like, showed up and I'm sitting on the curb. I somehow got out of the car and they're like, you're... Who was in this car? And I was like, oh, I, was. I was like, yeah, that was me. They were like, you okay? And I was like, I mean, yeah, my legs hurt a little bit, but uh, you know, I'm all right. <laughs> but it was it was pretty crazy. But you hurt your hip and yours. Yeah, so I was in uh, in a 
Mustang. I don't even know what year it was because I'm terrible with cars. And I was staying out in California for a summer, oddly enough. (laughs) (laughs) And I was coming back from playing basketball with this guy I was working with. Um, My uncle had given me a job at like this pool store. And I was just like slugging chlorine and shit all summer. Coming back from playing basketball. And we're in the in the right hand turning lane, going forward, and the lights green on our end, mm-hmm. and the other side's turning lane is yellow. It turns red, and we're going through the light, and they turned into us and fucked us all up. Oh my god! Yeah. So basically, it was like a T bone because they had came late, and we weren't through the green light at the same time, so it was pretty gnarly. And then the way I was sitting in the the front seat was short because of how tall I am. So my right leg was forward and my right foot was forward and when i crashed like it hit my right leg into my hip so it's all fucked up it's terrible and i feel it even now i can like pop it and shit it's terrible wait so you do you still play sports now or no not really no okay i was gonna ask if it like affects you during sports but i'd probably be better playing sports if i get some hip strength back yeah that makes sense i mean i messed up my ribs i broke uh i broke my ribs when i was in I think my sophomore year playing soccer, I, I took a flying knee from a goalie right into my ribs, cracked it. Dude, let me tell you something, man. Ah. That was one of the worst pains in my entire life. I remember going into the emergency room, screaming, dude, screaming my head off. And you know what they that do? That sounds so painful. After screaming for so long, they decided to shoot me up in morphine. <laughs> and I... Dude, How old were you? Dude, I was like... 10th grade, so what is it, like 6th grade? That's like when the Sweet 16s happen, right? So I'm probably 16. (laughs) (laughs) And, dude, they shoot me up with morphine. First of all, I don't even know what morphine is at this time period of my life. I was like, I was pretty naive, kind of. So my dad's looking at me, he's like, you're going to feel better in a second. Right. Oh my god! And everybody's looking at me. My whole family's looking at me while while this you doctor just get is shooting me up with drugs, right? Like crazy, <laughs> pain numbing drugs. I remember the second it hit my bloodstream. It was one of the craziest feelings of my life. I was like, I I remember like you know you have those things on your finger, right? That you have the the uh, pressure sensors. Yeah, like, you just look at it. I'm like pretending like it's a fish and I'm like, dad, check it out. I'm like flicking <laughs> it around. I'm like, look at this. It's a fish on my finger, right? So I was all delirious and I remember like it, as crazy as it was to go into it when they first shot me up with it, it was really crazy to come out of it and feel all the pain and just rush back. Um, but let me tell you something. That stuff, I, I understand why people get hooked on it. It works uh, really big time. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah, not to mention drugs are the worst thing in this country. Yeah. Opiates. Yeah, no, yeah. But my, my, it's is, funny you telling me about morphine. My uncle almost died on it. Oh, really? Yeah, so yeah, he got... Yeah, he got really addicted to it. No, nah, it wasn't even like that. Oh, really? It was a nurse almost killed him. No, like yes. one dosage? Yes. Oh, my so, God. So, first, he gets... He, he, he rode a Harley. I don't even remember, actually. Maybe I'm just butchering his bike, but um, he rode a biker and whatnot light is red he's just chilling at a red light lady in a black suv hit him while he's chilling at a red light from behind oh man going 55 55 hitting a a standstill bike on the side (sighs) broke both his legs had to get airlifted into a hospital surgery the whole nine right 
the next couple of days he's staying in the hospital, they they mess up the nurse messes up his morphine dosage and he nearly overdosed. Oh. Had to like restart his heart and everything. Yeah, I'm happy that definitely did not happen to Crazy. me. That is wild, man. Yeah, I mean, dude, you know, there was a point in my life where I was thinking about going into the medical industry and like being a nurse, being a doctor, you know, and then I was like thinking about it. I was like, man, you have this person's life in your hands, right? You're about to give them this stuff that could make them feel really good to the point where you could kill them. <laughs> and you're kind of responsible for that. So needless to say, that was not the career path for someone like me. I'm pretty sure doctors. Oops, that's the mic. <laughs> I feel like doctors get paid to just write off drugs. Like certain drugs are getting more money for certain drugs. You know what I mean? Or maybe they just want to shut some people up, man. You know, like I'm, I'm thinking about it from like sometimes like like think about it. Someone wants something from you and they're just like, you know, give it to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want this. My eye hurts. Give it to me. Just, <laughs> just coming up with this story. Just how, to how, many, how many times can you can you nudge this doctor until they're like, yeah, fuck it. Well, I, <laughs> I had friends tell me about about how they'd get Adderall. It's just so easy just to get Adderall. Dude, I had friends. Telling telling a doctor they can't focus. They'd pee in a cup if their hormones were off. Yeah. Da-da-da. They got fucking Adderall. Just yeah. so seamlessly. I know, man. In college, I remember like I had a couple friends, and they were like, you can get Adderall. And I was like, how? <laughs> <laughs> and they were just like, all you got to do is go to the doctor. They play a couple sounds. When they play the sound, you wait a couple seconds, and then you raise your hand. You got an attention issue. And I was like, that's what you guys are doing? They're like, yeah, you just like, you know, pretend like you're like falling asleep all the time. Like, say you're really tired. And I was like, is that how people are getting Adderall? That's so bad. And then, you know, next thing you know, that's why it's it's the college thing, man. You go to a college and everybody has it. I had only done that, I think, twice. I, I, I can't. <laughs> I've had a lot of tests that I've studied for, so I can't say the same. I just mean, I remember just being able to just like zip onto anything. No matter what I was talking about, it was just like. I remember the first time I took it, man. Uh, I was working at, at the country club that I bartended at. And there was like four straight days of weddings. And I swear to you, I didn't go to sleep. I was there at like nine o'clock every morning, getting ready, setting up the banquet hall, preparing all the alcohol, writing down everything we needed. And we would work until like two o'clock in the morning. And then of course, because it's a wedding, you know, they tip you a little bit more to stay till like four in the morning. So it's like, okay, I just got 300 bucks to stay two hours extra. I'm going to, I'm going to pull through. Right. So you wake up the next day after like four hours and it's like, you're just crawling into the big hall. (laughs) You're just like spacing out while you're making drinks and you're just like not really focused on what anyone's saying because you're kind of just doing it in your sleep, you know? And I remember my boss, like I'd never taken that all before. He's like, you look like you're going to die. And I was like, I feel like I'm going to die. <laughs> and um, so he, he gave me one. He was like, take this. He's like, trust me, it'll, it'll wake you up. And I'm putting away, I'm putting beers away. I'm stocking up beers and I'm doing it kind of slow. I'm doing it one by one, you know, I'm going a little bit slow, right? And then all of a sudden, I'm like, my arms are moving faster. My eyes are not closing. And I'm just stocking up this fridge so fast, dude. And I was just like... Uh, and, like you and, got a superpower. Yeah, and like sometimes you would think like you're going so fast, putting all these beers in different spots that you might like spill a beer or you might drop one or you might break one. Dude, I was putting every beer so pristinely 
<laughs> in the spot. Like every single time, label face forward, rotating the cold ones to the back. I mean, <laughs> getting the warm ones in the back, rotating the cold ones to the front. Dude, doing everything, man. Doing every single part of that job and not even thinking about it. You have to say, Matt got all the tips that night. <laughs> yeah. So that was a. Uh, and then I, I worked like probably another two days after that of weddings, and I finally crashed. And that I remember that sleep, man. It was it was pretty crazy. My God, yeah. I worked at a at a bar where we did music festivals. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So every Wednesday and Friday they had live music, and then eventually they rebuilt the entire cliffside into like an amphitheater. Okay. So they'd have uh, well, you can actually look it up. It's called the Ridge Tavern. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah they got uh. The bacon and bourbon festival, and then they got ridge stock. It's bacon like, and bourbon. Festival. Yeah, so you so, get you get like this entire platter of bourbon to try for like five dollars shots, and just like I think the most people they've ever had is like up to a thousand in a summer. They do like, it every summer. Sounds well, like the most American shit I've ever heard. It's amazing, and they have ridge stock, and they just have hella people come to like imitate the bands and shit like that. Okay. So, anyways, that's a cool festival. Yeah, I gotta be honest with you though. You're gonna, you're probably gonna think I'm a little weird after this. I mean, whoever listens to this podcast might think I'm a little weird after this. Uh, I honestly do not like bourbon, and I do not like bacon. Like that's okay. I'll take bacon on a sandwich. Dude's lame. <laughs> but I'm not eating bacon by itself. Man, that changes my opinion oh, of you as me? a person. Ugh. No, I'm just kidding. Should it's really not that podcast? bad. <laughs> no, you're totally right, fine. Right. It's just I'll bacon. Stay on the Bourbon, I'm not a fan. I only drink at like at a festival per se. So it's not like I'll I'll drink tequila straight up. You know, like I'll I'll just I'll just drink tequila, man. Tequila and Coronas. That might be the Hispanic side of me, but uh, that's the kind of stuff I like. Nah, man, I can't do I can't do tequila honestly. You can't. It tastes like gas fire to me. Oh, gas. That's how Jameson like, tastes. Like, like, Jameson tastes like pure. I gasoline. love Jamo. Nah, get out of here. Jameson and pickle juice. You ever have it? <laughs> get out of here. Pickleback shots. Come no. on, they're so good. I heard of them. I probably have made them honestly, but nah, I'm good. They're so good though. Bro, I remember I used to sit behind the bar, and there was some nights where like everybody's gone. I'm kind of waiting for a customer to show up, so it's like I'm open till a specific mm-hmm. time. No one's there. I'm like looking at bottles. I'm trying different things. And I would always go to the whiskey bottles because I knew I wasn't going to like it. So I tried to do shots of those more so than I would anything else. Trying to get your taste buds acquired. I was just trying to do it until like, because it happened with coffee. I didn't really like coffee when I first drank. And now I drink coffee every single day, all day. So I'm thinking like, maybe I'll, you know, maybe I'll become an alcoholic and like, oh my God, (laughs) like whiskey or bourbon. That's what I think about people who drink vodka straight. Like you're like, yeah, you're definitely an alcoholic. When you I think people who like, drink vodka straight, number one, are some of the most relaxed people in the world. Because relaxed people? Y- yeah, because you'll notice that like when someone's... when s- Vodka and scotch drinkers are very similar in the way that they behave. Because, like, trust me, I've watched this as a bartender. Vodka and scotch drinkers are fine. Tequila and gin drinkers, gin drinkers especially, I don't even want to be in the same building as someone drinking gin. I feel like that type of drunk is just angry, man. Tequila's crazy. Tequila's just insane. I think gin is angry. Vodka, I think people who drink vodka straight up, I think they personally just hate their lives. Like, I just think they hate their lives. But they're, like, kind of chilled out about it. Like, they're like, I hate my life, but it's okay. You know, I'm going to drink this vodka straight. 
I'm gonna get drunk off my ass, but I'm gonna sit here. Yeah, and that I'm actually that reminds me of like Annalise and how to get away with murder. She just drinks vodka. Yeah, doesn't care about nothing. Just drinks vodka. And hates her life. Yeah, man. but chilled out about it. Like, yeah, she's just it. like ah, fucking get over it. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god, what a crazy show that! Have you seen that? I honestly haven't, but from from what you're saying about her vodka drinking, I, it goes with my point. So I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, you should definitely catch up on it. Yeah, it's all out now, so I think you. I have to watch the last season. That's about it, dude. You know what I'm doing lately? Like, I've never, I've never watched Parks and Rec, so I'm starting to go through that show. I know it's super old. I know it's like probably outplayed for a lot of people, and I know some people have just never even bothered to watch it. But I like The Simpsons. Never, never watched it. No, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or Parks and Rec actually. You never watched The Simpsons? Mm-hmm. I honestly haven't watched enough to like quote it, but I watched. A little bit of it to like know a lot of like important things that happened on it but i'm not gonna sit here and quote simpsons with you i gotta be honest with you yeah i keep saying like the well you always see like the simpsons predictions Dude, so which is kind a, of fucking crazy i saw a clip about what's happening in the world in the simpsons recently, yeah which is it, with the killer hornets and the fucking yeah. bees and shit <laughs> like that yeah it's crazy man they did a lot of things and like a lot of things happened but I, I think it's, I don't think it's like really conspiracy. I'm not really that type of person. I think it's just kind of coincidence, man. I think it's just a couple guys thought about what possibly could happen that would be the worst scenarios in the world. And then the world played them out, you know? Yeah, but they keep happening in the yeah. Simpsons. Yeah. I, hey, I hear you, man. <laughs> like J.C. Penny just went bankrupt and they, they uh, yeah, depicted that, that in yeah. the Simpsons also. J.C. Penny and It's another Marcus. one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man. We could just be ignoring the time travelers. They just keep putting out the content. And we're just Dude, like... did you see that thing? It was going around the beginning of quarantine. I forget what the, what the writer's name was, but there was a quote in a book that described what was going to happen, and it said 2020. I don't know if you remember. It was like a book about the virus. Yeah. From it was, China. It was, uh, man, it was a quote from this book. I'm going to look it up really quick. Eh, whatever. I don't know. But it was, it was, it was pretty crazy because like in the book, oh, I got it. It was Sylvia Brown. And they asked like, did she predict coronavirus? Because her book had this quote that like started off saying like in 2020 and it pretty much started going through the number of events that pretty much just happened. So this book, you get this, this book started selling for around 5000 to $12,000 at the beginning of the coronavirus. People were buying this book because they were like super feeding into it. I mean, it was pretty f- specific because it said a pneumonia-like type of like infection. Yeah, respiratory was, illness. Yeah, it was going to like start taking over. But With a 99% kill rate, the yeah. mortality rate. Yeah. Which it has proven not to be that, thankfully, but God forbid if it was, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. So The worst part is, is like, they knew about it in 2017. Yeah. And then 2018, they, like, started to weaken the team. Yeah, man. I, 2019, I they disbanded it. It's it's a lot, man. We're, we're still inside. We're, like, weeks and months into this. I'm not really, you know, I know there's a lot of people affected by it, and, and for those people, I am sorry, you know, like, I, I feel terrible for that, 
I've honestly taken this time to definitely make some changes, make some things a little bit better. So, yeah, it's unfortunate, but I think so. You know, some people are going through some really rough times, and some people are taking a look at what's happening and they're learning from it. Is that what you're doing this quarantine? Learning from it? I don't know if I'm necessarily learning from it because I'm not really in the big picture. You know, I'm not in the medical field. Uh, I don't do too many things outside of my job just because I'm a little selfish. I'm kind of focused on school and building myself up and figuring out the things I want to figure out in life. But I've definitely taken this quarantine and, and really kind of gotten my routine going on at home. Like I have my work still. I have my school. I have my workout routine. I'm eating good. I'm eating healthy. I'm only drinking water. Are you sure you're looking a little big there? Oh, hey, hey. Come <laughs> on, are you making fun of my weight? Nah, <laughs> nah, nah. I'm just playing with you. It's a hoodie. It's a hoodie. It's a hoodie. <laughs> oh, I can't tell. <laughs> nah, yeah. I've been working out every day, man. It's, must uh, be nice to have weights at your house. It is nice that I've, you know... My, we don't have any here, so I've just been doing calisthenics. It was funny so. because I was, like, raiding my house when this first happened, and I was like, I definitely bought myself resistance bands or got resistance bands as a gift from somebody, and I bought myself weights. started going through every room in my house, and I started digging through all these weights, and I just brought them down to the room that I made my office. So it's like I'm sleeping in there on the couch that I just bought. Mm-hmm. I got my new desk, got my new iMac, working from there. Got my weights, hang out in there, make my coffee. I go for a run around Total the block. fucking man cave. <laughs> it's a total man Doesn't cave. Doesn't have dude. to leave his house. Got my switch set up. I got some some uh, lights off of Bliss Lights. If you want to check them out and <laughs> their Instagram up, they got some pretty good lights. 69 bucks. Bliss uh, Lights? Yeah, Bliss Lights, dude. Um, I went on Instagram and I, I remember like those sponsored things come up. This, they this, always be hit. I don't know if they're fucking real half the time. I'm yeah, like scared honestly, to fucking buy Dude, anything. I took such a shot off them because I Googled them and I, like most places, you know, they're in a different country and you'll never get that package until like two yeah. years from now, right? So I went on their their website and I started looking from where they're from and I'm pretty sure they're based out of California. So I was like, people in California kind of got it going, right? Like, you know, people, they'll like, deliver. Tech companies are out they'll there. They'll deliver to it. <laughs> I'll get my package. So I put it in order if and not, I got I it. Sue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or just like you know, contact them and just annoy them about it till they do it. But so I have this little projector that sits on the on the floor of my room and it shoots into one corner and it gets a pretty decent chunk out of my room. And then they have these little like USB lights. So I have my switch on the other side of the room and it's got and the it USB. just projects another light. Onto Dude, the it's wall. got the USB port. So I just plug this little USB light bulb and it just. So like lights up the entire room. Yeah, man, I got I got lights everywhere, and it's like I got this couch, I got my desk, I got my computer. I play like some some chill hop lo fi music going on, and I pass out. Zones out. Yeah, zones out. <laughs> Sounds so relaxing. Yeah, it's a good room, man. Uh, I figured if I'm gonna be in this room for, you know, probably till whenever they decide to lift the gates for us, might as well be a little comfy in there, you know. They keep pushing it back. Now yeah. it's June 16th, but people are out. June 6th or June are, 16th? I don't know. I don't know what's real anymore. Let me check. Yeah, I don't know what's real anymore either. Yeah, hit that in that for me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, man, it's crazy. Like I, I think uh, right around the time where it's going to be hitting that date again, I think they're going to push us back. I mean, it's possible that they don't. June 13th. June 13th now? It was definitely a six number, so it, it could have been six and pushed back, or it could have been 16th and pushed 
Uh, All right, this is Eyewitness News, ABC7. This report was May 15th, so... No, I don't want the video. <laughs> Poor Fast Rice, thank you very much. Um, yeah, man. I know some parts of the state can reopen, though, due to, due to the metrics. Yeah, I mean, there definitely is... <clears throat> some areas that like a lot of manufacturing is going on or starting to at least like I think we're in phase one of that mm-hmm. um, but yeah man I mean as, as long as we're in, we're in our houses I'm, I think I'm okay I got my room set up so I'm not gonna not going anywhere anytime soon that's nice we're still putting things together here at this house so like every other week we're like oh what do we need we need this and then we're ordering shit off amazon i'd be doing the same man that's what i was doing in the beginning i was like looking at the room and i was like we definitely need a couch you know and then i'm like all right if i have an imac coming i should get a desk so i get a desk and i'm like all right if i have a desk and an imac i should have somewhere to sit i gotta get a chair so it's like you know in the beginning (laughs) of quarantine i'm just sitting there and i'm just like like dominoes ordering things one after another yeah, just at the end, the Amazon cart's like fifty items. It's a click, bro. It's like like seven hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars later. I got like where's my stim check? <laughs> and then yeah, I get my stim check. I throw it away <laughs> right away. But uh, yeah, man, it's been an interesting quarantine. You know, I got I haven't ever been home this much. I'm never home. Is it nice to be home? It's pretty Change cool. Pace. Yeah, it's definitely nice, you know, because like I was away in California for about five and a half months. So when I got home, I didn't really take a break. I just went right back to work and went right back to school. I was out Starbucks and Panera Bread are like my corporate cafes because that's where I get all my work done. Mm-hmm. I just get a cup of coffee. Shout out Starbucks. Yeah, dude, I get a cup of coffee and it's Shout like it's so it's such a crazy concept. You buy one coffee and you own the place. You get to sit down. And make it yours. Yeah. For four bucks. You know, like, I don't know. I, that concept to me is wild because people conduct business meetings there. There's so much money that Starbucks isn't really getting a cut of because so many people are like having business meetings and they're making money just from an office that they don't own. Yeah, they just own the coffee space. They just own the coffee, not even the space. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Well, you can't blame them. I mean, they're still making a lot of money. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, dude. Starbucks. Their stock big... price is up. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, man. I used to wake up five thirty every morning, be at Starbucks the second they opened in Farmingdale. Then I'd head right down the, the street. The one across from the Walmart, or uh, the one by the United Artists movie theater. I'd be in that parking lot. Is that the movie? That's the movie theater on the corner. It's like kind of near Burger King, uh, I think now. Because there's two movie theaters. Yeah, there is. It's. Yeah, there's one that's the multiplex. It's not the. Or is it the Starbucks closer to Target? It's the Starbucks closer to Target. It's that one. And then it's like a Dunkin' across the street from it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I would be in that parking lot. They would do some shit like that. (laughs) Yeah, open at five thirty, dude. I would be in there. I would do. You're an asshole for that. Hey, that coffee's not even hot yet, you dick. Oh my god, dude! I would probably sometimes I would sit in my car. I'd be there at five thirty, and sometimes I'd sit in my car till five forty-five. And, like, even if you wait 15, 20 minutes, like, nobody's ready to open. Nobody's ready to open until an hour after they've been open. So, the dirty looks, and they're stocking things, and I'm just like, yeah, I gotta get my homework. Like I said, I'm selfish, so it's like, I don't care. 
I'm like, give yeah, me a coffee. Yeah, can you give me a coffee? Like it's five thirty. It's Google says you're open. Yeah, I need to sit down and do my homework. <laughs> I got class in a couple hours. <laughs> so my husband needs me a coffee at home. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing. Like I can't before quarantine. Like quarantine forced me to do work at home. I never do work at home. I can't focus at home. So like that was a big thing I had to overcome because like home is where the comfort is. So it's like when you when you sit at home, you're doing your homework and it's like comfort is two feet away from me. Yeah. I think I want the comfort. So yeah, I get out so of my house. Teasing. Yeah, I get out of my house to do my homework. That's why I go to Starbucks and I go to Panera Breads and uh, you know, shout out my boy Jesse. We got the double desk going on in his house. We both have a, like a double desk. He's got his uh PC gaming shit. Right. On one side, I have my all like like school stuff and my whiteboard like stuck to a wall on my side, so I could draw things out when I'm like programming and stuff. Um, but yeah, man, it's a it's that's like my real home. Like that's like where my setup is, where I'm doing my work and stuff. That's like my corporate home, though. My cozy home is my actual house. Where you live on your couch. Yeah, I live on a couch. I don't even I don't even sleep on a bed. I don't like that stomach thing. Each their own, right? <laughs> Sometimes I'll change it up. I'll sleep on the floor or whatever, just to like, I don't know. Dude, for the last couple of weeks before I got this couch, I was sleeping on the floor, and it's it's not bad. It's definitely, See? you get the full view of the ceiling. You know, you stare straight up. It's a different angle, people. You just gotta <laughs> different check it perspectives. Out. You know, sometimes you gotta change it up, go switch it around. Heat rises is cooler down there. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah, exactly. You're just like laying on a sheet of ice almost. Yeah. With a blanket over you. It's nice and cozy. My my bed's nice and firm, though. It's like it's, do you firm like, but soft. Do you like a low-to-the-ground bed? Or are you like... Because like, I need to be low-to-the-ground. I don't know what it is about not me. terribly low. Oh, like, I got it. Mine's like kind of low-to-the-ground, but it's not like up there. One of the biggest things I like about this couch, this thing's a low-rider, dude. This thing's like... You just roll off and fall on the floor? Dude, I roll off and clock in for work. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my desk is right there. I roll into my chair. living the life. <laughs> yeah, I got the punch button right next to my bed, just right, right there. That right. one's easy. Yep. Clocked in eight fifty nine, one minute early, every day. That's too much. No traffic, easy parking, <laughs> no assholes on the road. Well, you're up before that, aren't you? Yeah, you're probably I'm, much. I'm up. I'm up. Yeah. Yeah, but, it's not like. Dude, you know it's funny, like. I tell people I'm up at that time, right? I'm up at 5.30, I'm up at 6, I'm up at 6.30, I'm up at 7. It doesn't matter. It's somewhere in that time frame. And everyone's like, why are you getting up that early? Like, do you like, do you really enjoy your workouts that early in the morning? Do you like, and I'm like, honestly, it is purely my addiction of coffee. The, the, the desire for burning hot coffee in the back of my throat is why I'm up. At 5.30, 6 o'clock, 6.30, 7. I wake up, and the first thing I need, I, it's like, it, it's just, like, it's an actual drug addiction, dude. It's like, I need a coffee in my hand. I'm oh up gosh. because of that. <laughs> I'm not that bad, but I certainly love my coffee in the morning. No, I'm that bad, man. I'll, I'll wake up because I, I need to get, like, dude, I woke up this morning, and the coffee wasn't made. I make the coffee if it's not made. It's not a big deal to me, but my stepmom... Sounds she, like she didn't like to make it. No, it's fine. I don't mind doing it, but my stepmom always has coffee made. Whenever I'm up, she's up before me. She makes sure she's up before me, which is early to be up, so she can make the coffee because she knows once that coffee's gone, like I'm working the rest of the day. You're not going to see me. I'll be in, I'll be in the man cave, mm-hmm. right? 
So this morning I woke up and I went to go pour myself a cup of coffee. So it's, it, it, it's not me. It's not me. I'm me right now. I'm like, I'm not mad. I just need coffee. I'll do it. Well, how long has she been your stepmom? Uh, she's been my stepmom. I think her and, her and my dad got married in my senior year. She started like dating my dad probably at the end of my freshman year of high school. Moved in with us my sophomore year of high school. And then was like fully married to my dad uh, by 2012, I believe. Either 2012 or 2013, somewhere okay, So it's understandable. So she still treats you like kind of like a son. Yeah, a little. Yeah, Tries you know, like to. she kind of caught so me on the why, back end of that, but like. That's why she's trying to make up for the coffee. Yeah, just, of course. Yeah, she's just a nice woman, man. Like she's she's a very nice lady. The digger, you know, it's my stepmom. Yeah, my stepmom. Yeah, she's, she's a cool woman, you know. For my dad to get remarried, it was uh, it was a good remarriage. I believe. Hell yeah! So, you don't even have to find though. It's like even sometimes remarries don't go well. Yeah, it's funny. I remember when my dad was single, and uh, it was just kind of us living with him. I had two sisters, and we all worked two two to three jobs. So by that point, we were all kind of working. We weren't around. Going, I go into my dad's room one night, and uh, he's got like a website open, and I'm thinking like. My dad's single, like, what's going, what's going on here, you know? Like, yeah. give me, give, don't give me the deets, but give me the deets, you all right? Like, yeah. And uh, he's not showing me, he's a little embarrassed, and then we start talking about it, he's like, yeah, I'm on a dating site. And I was like, oh, I was like, great, like, yeah, you should go on a date. Started dating, met some weird women, and then uh, he that told happens. me, yeah, he told me what was cool. They started kicking it, they played a lot of Scrabble, played a lot of Scrabble. That was like their thing. And they bonded over that. <laughs> your, this is your current stepmom? This is my current stepmom. They love Scrabble. They loved Scrabble when they first started. I don't think they play anymore, but like when they first started, my dad's a really sharp guy. Like his, And he, he's not only sharp, he's like when, when you play a game with him, he's an assassin. He needs to not only beat you, but he needs to murder you in every which way. Like mentally, he's got he's just got to mess you Have up. Have the upper edge, doesn't matter. It's just the way he is, man. I remember when I was growing up, he always uh, he was always like not letting me win, and I would freak out, and I'd go to my mom, my you know my actual mom, and I'd be like, he doesn't let me win, and, and he would come into the kitchen and find me bitching and moaning, and my mom would be like, shut up, you win when you win, and it taught me that in life, you know, like he taught me like don't ever let anyone, dude. When I play people and things, I'm relentless. I will never let you beat me unless you beat me. If you beat me, yeah. you get to say, hey, I beat him. You know, like it, it's, a, it's a totally different thing. So whenever we had our dynamic as father and son, it was just like, if I'm better than you, I'm going to beat the shit out of you at this until you're good, yeah. until you get it, until you're better than me. And then the best part about my dad is once I would beat him, he'd never play me again or whatever that was. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, okay, cool, you're done. <laughs> I remember you mastered. Dude, I beat him in checkers. We never played checkers again. I, beat, I started beating him in chess. We never played chess again. I started beating him in video games. He's like, game. fuck, no, I'm not. Started beating him in video games, bro, like Mario lose. Party and shit. Like, no. yeah, not doing it again. He's like, God damn it. <laughs> my child is best of me. Dude, he'll testify to it, too. If I had him in this room we were telling this story, he would be like, yeah, I beat the shit out of him. And then when he beat me, I was done. That's <laughs> hilarious. He couldn't handle your ass anymore. He's like, fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I think it was just more of like, a, he was like, okay, my job here is done. Yeah. Good. I did my fatherly duty and uh, I'm out. On to the next day. Well. Yeah. So. He knows how to get it done. Yeah, man. So it was, it was a good time, bro. 
That's what's up. Oh, man. So do you ever have agendas for these things? Do or? I have agendas? No, not really. You just talk just straight up, kicking it. This is what I like about it. What kind of audience do you have with this? Like, do people? Who like, knows? Whoever wants to listen. Yeah. I don't really care. Yeah. Hey, man. I like to have anyone join these things. Yeah. It's not really, it's not really about like who listens, but the long form conversation yeah. should be should be like grabbing. It's cool, man. It gives That's you what pod- I find enjoyable about a podcast is that you can sit down, or no matter what you're doing, like, yeah, have listen to two people talk about something that may or may not be interesting, but like the way people tell stories is what's grabbing yeah i i don't know i i really like the whole storytelling aspect you know like i told you i used to write a lot when i was younger i wrote short stories i wrote poetry Um, could you give me a poem on the spot yeah i could what do you want to hear a poem about i don't know i've got i've got a bunch of them man uh i actually i have you can give me one off the top give me one off the off the old books yeah man i got one right here you can give us a little read yeah of course <clears throat> yeah, no, I um, I remember I wrote this probably sometime in college actually because I had this English class. I was uh, it's funny like before I got into business management and computer science, uh, my grades were horrible. Grades are terrible, dude. The only way I got into college was through an automotive engineering program mm-hmm. because nobody wanted to do it. So my grades were so terrible that I somehow snuck in by the skin of my ass into this automotive program. Tight. Next thing you know, I declare a minor in English. So like, I'm a major in automotive engineering, and I'm a minor in English and writing. <laughs> so everyone's like, so what, you're tearing wrenches by day, and you're using your, your floofy pen by night? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's exactly what's happening right now. <laughs> so... It was interesting. The man is not dull, people. He writes. <laughs> but he it, explores it, his mind. But yeah, it was interesting, man. And I remember I was thinking, like, I was like, what is going to happen in the future? So it kind of all correlates to, like, this poem I'll read. It's called Memory Lane, and it, it really definitely uh, depicts kind of a man who wants to know about his future and is looking at the man who is his future. And the man knows everything. He's just not saying anything. So... Give it a listen. Confused and startled, I must admit, I shuddered at the thought of it. A gleaming twinkle in my eye, a cigarette burning a tired sigh. From a man I did not know, curious as to all his woes, when his shine had dimmed so low, when chaos formed led him to flow. Chaos brings a joyous laughter, energy I had first sought after. To satisfy a life insane coursing blood right through my veins, to wake him up in a lively fashion beguiled by his unsought passion, Though this had not been the case, I saw it all upon his face. Tired from a life of pain, I asked him if he had a name. Nothing became of that question but a simple small suggestion. Suggesting I should run along, near him he said I do not belong. Never could I understand the tired look upon this man, wondering of the soothing flow painfully that this man bestowed. When did laughter turn to pain? Why could I not know of his name? Then it started making sense, my muscles shaking, growing tense. The man right there, it wasn't he, this man I saw was future me. Why could I not know of his name? The world I thought had been insane while he walked down his memory lane. Damn. So so he's walking down his lane and you're also the kid realizing him going through that. Yeah, and I put a picture to it. That's pretty crazy. Why Why are you tired? 
and painful. So I don't know. I, you know, I went I went through a lot of things growing up. My parents split kind of early. Uh, just a couple other things in there. So you know, and I think when you get the the shit kicked in your in your face so much in life by so many different people and so many things and. Like I said, I got in college by the skin of my ass. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't really have a lot going for me. I was a really big athlete. And, and when, you, when you're a big athlete in high school, you think like, I'm going to do this forever, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be playing sports. I'm going to be going to college. And you never think about it after that. So, you know, it ended up turning out that I needed to go to work and really like start to, you know, pay for things on my own. And you start to realize that you spent all this time in high school and you didn't really do anything. Like I played guitar as my hobby and like, I didn't become a guitarist or anything. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was, I was an automotive major with an English minor and no aspirations, no plans or nothing. Mm-hmm. I didn't even go to college at first. So I think you get tired from, from like the, this whole game of catch up because it's like, I remember sitting in senior year uh, high school and people are getting you know their college letters delivered to class the teachers are coming in like hey Carrie she got into Princeton uh, and she yeah. applied like for the last two years and wrote this many papers and I was like man I was fucking sitting in the fields with my boys like drinking a couple beers <laughs> barely studying for tests kind yeah of just so getting it's, too, by. it's too full yeah so I remember sitting and I, you know, it was obviously my fault because I didn't do anything about it, but mm-hmm. I was just watching all these kids. They had their like future set up and I was just like, damn, I'm not doing anything. So, uh, well, it's so weird. You exp- like our culture expects so much of you from a young age, like 18. You don't even know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, man. You, you know, look like, at a picture of yourself at 18 years old. You'd be like, what? Yeah, and a lot of people when they were eighteen, me. and they were getting into college, dude. Like they went to college for things that they are never going to do in their lives. They like ended up either coming back home, they ended up going into a different program where they were. They probably dropped out. Some of them. That's the best part, though. Like everyone lives like their life. Like everyone's path is so crazy. Oh yeah, dude, for sure. Everybody's past. And know. playing catch up doesn't matter yeah. when you're playing catch up or not. Yeah, and it's crazy, you know, like, doing, you know, what we do and meeting the amount of people that we meet, you know, you, yeah, no, like, you, you know, you sit down with these people, you don't, you don't know what their background story is or where they come from, you take them at a face value, I think, when you first see somebody, like, I know I do it, you know, I, I always try to give people... Oh, it's so the, hard not to judge people. Hell yeah, dude, life is judging people. Right. When you look at someone, if you're not judging them, you're, you're not human. There's got to be some initial thought, you're like, oh my god, that person's, the way his nose... It's just natural goes to the left like that maybe he's looking at me he's looking at me people <laughs> we're like you know hey i like the way this guy's eyebrows like the way they twitch when he when he takes a step with his left foot it's kind of cool maybe he's a cool guy <laughs> all right that's also me so yeah i don't know it's it's interesting man you get to talk to a lot of people you get to find out a lot about them i mean hey if you keep doing this keep doing podcasts you'll definitely uh You'll be having some interesting people on. on yeah, on hope this so. Chair. And you'd love to just having some people sit down. Whether it's this office, whether it's another a better office, office yeah. Let you me know. know. Yeah, dude, dude. Did you know? Next time you you meet someone, I guarantee you, you're gonna look at their feet before you look at their face. Like, it, or at least within like meeting them, you're gonna glance at their feet. Do you say quick. this because like it's you, a statistic? Is it? It's like there's a there's 
upon a first meeting with someone, you're more likely to look at their feet before anything else. I'm trying to think of what I look at when I look at a person, right? Like when I first look at them, I feel like I, I'm like. Watch, you're gonna notice the next time. Next time you see anybody, you're gonna look at their feet. I feel like I'm eyeing people up and down, though. I feel like I'm looking at everything. Yeah, like, but the, you look at their feet quick. I yeah. promise you. I remember you reading because... that somewhere, and like, I immediately rem- grabbed myself, like looking at people's feet consistently. You think it's because right off the bat, like I think a lot of people are afraid of confrontation. Especially if they don't. Yeah, like, well, I don't know how to like fight. To be honest. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a great fighter either, man. I, I you saw my footing. You'd be like that guy. Does not fight. You kick his ass. Yeah, like my friend's older brother used to do Brazilian jiu-jitsu and come come home and like beat the shit out of us and like. And you that, didn't that learn. Was, that was the only le- that was the only lesson I think I ever got. <laughs> so, and that was years ago. Every once in a while, my my best best friend would come over and we would uh, you know, we try to wrestle and shit in the backyard and grapple. Yeah. And he would teach me things here and there. I remember, like, it was crazy. One time we were doing it in his room, and uh, his dad comes in, and I'm just, like, bleeding all over my face because he had me in this chokehold where, like, my lips split open, and there's just blood everywhere. And his dad's like, what the fuck you guys doing in here? I'm just horsing around. <laughs> yeah, just grappling. <laughs> just bros being bros. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, that was interesting. That's about the only fighting experience I have, so. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe it is a little bit of that whole like afraid of confrontation thing, and then it's like you get you that fight or flight. I don't know. Yeah, then you warm up and you start. You know, hey. Plus, our we just see so many things like all day long, like sensory overload. There was a Chris Delia joke about that on his last skit. He was like, he was talking. Dude, his newest special on Netflix is fucking hilarious. Fire, dude! He was talking about how babies don't know how to stare at people. He's like, babies just keep staring at you because they don't know how to fucking stare at you and then look away. (laughs) That guy looked like my dad. (laughs) There's thirteen of my dads. He wore jeans like my dad. <laughs> Dude, that's that special is great. He's he, he's like talking about like we are people and we know how to look at other people right now. Like, the best was the dolphin joke, dude. He was like, dolphins fuck people. And he was like, <laughs> okay, why is everybody not freaking out right now? He's like, dolphins fuck people. Do you guys like? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. It's so funny, man. Like, I I think one of my personal thoughts in life and. uh this is this goes to Chris Delia for any of like the other really great comedians out there, and Chris Delia is only one of them. There's millions of them. You know, my favorite is George Carlin personally. I honestly think that comedians are the smartest people in the world. In Perhaps. terms of like interaction, oh yeah, dude, they are yeah. second to none. Like I think I think um, Seinfeld said it best when he was on stage one time he had this comedy skit and he goes up and he's like i can talk to all of you but i can't talk to one of you and that's pretty interesting because like they get so used to talking to crowds it's like they get to the point where they can't even really have one-on-one conversations with people anymore because mm-hmm. they're so used to this weird beast that is the crowd because yeah. the crowd can throw anything at you dude you throw out a joke and someone ha- someone says something stupid Look at how quick they are to respond oh, yeah, to the stupid right. comment and make it funny. And it's not even something they rehearsed. Or maybe it is. Maybe they were rehearsed if people said the dumbest shit while they were on stage. Like Kobe taking a million shots from half court, knowing that he might not have to take that shot. But if he does, he's conditioned to do it, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I think I, I have a tremendous respect for comedians because I've always wanted to do it. I've always wanted to kind of like go on. How old are you? 
I'm 26. 26? Dude, people start their comedic career whenever. Oh, trust me, dude. My friends are comedians. Some of my friends, like, do comedy shows and stuff. There's this kid, uh, Peter Wong. I would love to do it, dude, honestly. there's this kid, Peter Wong, man, that, that is friends with a bunch of us, and, um... We went to go see him at Governor's, which is right over in Levittown. It's like right behind the, um, mm-hmm. there's like a Colombian food spot over there. It's by Tri-County, what we were talking about earlier. So it's a pretty popular um, comedy mm-hmm. club and a lot of other like pretty famous comedians have been there, like Jim Brewer. And I remember listening to Peter Wong there, dude, and like I worked with him. And it's such a different Peter Wong that you're getting when you go to the comedy club than you see at work because he just gets to be as raunchy but also as clever as possible. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's just telling, like, dirty jokes, but in the most clever and witty way. And I remember sitting there, and I was like, man, this, I work with this guy, like... Facts. Yeah, he's hilarious, you know? I love comedy. Shout out Peter I, Wong. Shout out Peter Wong, yeah. listening to this. I'm sure he would appreciate it. I know this guy, uh, Bob Dodono, I think is his name. He does... Dodono? Dodono, yeah. Bob Dodono. I feel like I know someone with the last name Dodono, but maybe... Maybe you were saying it wrong. Maybe. I don't know, but he does Trump impersonations. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he gets paid to do it, and he gets... It's pretty cool. He does... He's Comedy Central and everything like that, but... He's a good guy to he, impersonate, man. He's got a he's got a lot... Yeah, he does it really well, too, so fuck it. Why not, right? Endorse it. <laughs> That's but, what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I've always wanted... I mean, I'm only 22, so comedy would be easy to get into and fail. You're only 22? Yeah. No way, dude. I'm you're... only 22. Yeah, you know... See, like when people tell me that, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing, right? Like, I mean, I'm doing, I'm doing a lot of stuff, but it's like, sometimes I wish like I took guitar serious, like a little bit more seriously in the past couple years. You still can. Yeah, I'm thinking about starting to give lessons, honestly, not for any charge, just for free to see if I could get anybody to learn how to do anything. If you get anybody to learn how to do anything, I figure you can get a couple people to learn a little something, something, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Well, that's a lesson learned is a lesson passed on. Yeah, like, so, I mean, hey, if anyone wants some guitar lessons, you're out there, you're listening. I do contact wanna, at da-da-da-da. Yeah, yeah, I have no contacts. You, you don't even know me, so whatever. He's a ghost. Talk to Tyler. <laughs> He's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> this is all a fiction, fictitious <laughs> podcast. It never really happened. Poof. <laughs> How long do you normally keep these going? I don't know. We've been going for a while now. You want to call it? We can call it quits. Yeah. All right, cool. That was it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You know where to find me on all the socials. Uh, T-Litch Podcast on Instagram. Average Corner Store on Twitter. Or on Apple Podcast, Spotify, wherever you can find your podcast. You know where to find me, your Corner Store. Thanks, everybody. Listen to them on a lot of platforms. Everywhere you can find it.